Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it is time for Sunday Morning Alive right here on our website. Wherever you are in the world, wherever you are, North, South America, Asia, the Arctic, wherever you're hearing this message today, I don't believe it's an accident. I don't believe it's happenstance. I believe in divine appointments, and I'm here by divine appointment today, and I believe that you're here by divine appointment today. If you're not a Christian, stay tuned. I believe you're going to hear something as we address initially Christians, but something that is going to touch your life today because it's coming from the Word of of God. Hallelujah. So please be our special guest today as we talk about something we as Christians are in desperate need of in these perilous times, these in times, and that is how to stay on fire for God. How to stay on fire for God. I'll tell you, the devil has a a real, real efficient fire department. (laughs) Amen. He starts fires and he tries to put out fires and he tries desperately to put out the the zeal and the fervency of every child of God so that our our light is is literally put under a bushel instead of lifted up where it needs to be. And friend of mine, I believe that the Holy Spirit is ready, willing, and he certainly is able to help us stay on fire for God, but we've got to, we've got to help him help us by doing some things that we're instructed in the Word of God. If you have your Bible today and you are interested in staying on fire for God, or if you've never been on fire, catching on fire, praise God. Turn with me to the second letter of Paul to Timothy, Second Timothy, chapter one, verse six and seven. Listen to it carefully. He's instructing a man who is discouraged here, who's threatened to put his light under a bushel to let the anointing and the appointing that is placed upon him to just wither and die on the vine, if you please. Listen carefully. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up, Second Timothy chapter 1, 6 and 7. This word stir up, this term stir up, is one word in the Greek rendered two words, stir up, that's what it means, uh, here in, in our old English, in the King James. And it means to fan into flame a fire that fled, threatens to go out because of neglect. A fire that threatens to go out because it isn't stirred up. There's no fresh kindling put on it, and it will eventually go out and just be a smoldering ember where a flame used to be. The good news is we can stir up. Hallelujah. We can stir up the gift of God, which is in us. Praise God. For God has not given us the spirit of fear or timidity, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, I want you to turn with me, if you will, to the book of Romans 12, 11 and 12. 
Here is a formula in these two verses for fanning into flame the fire, amen, that threatens to go out or to catch the flame, (laughs) to catch on fire. Here's what it says we should be doing in spite of all of the strength reducing distractions and discouragements of the end time. Romans 12, 11 and 12 says, not slothful in business fervent in spirit. Everybody say on fire for God. Hallelujah. On That's it. On fire for God. Fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord. Fervent in spirit could be translated with respect to the spirit boiling. When Jesus said to the church of Laodicea, I would that you were hot or cold. The Greek word for hot Concerning water here would be when it comes to a boil, and concerning metal when it begins to be so hot it starts glowing. Amen. This is not this lukewarm, this this very, very attitude in many Christians today. Amen. I, I like what my associate minister said, Brother Taylor. Amen. Brother Taylor, if you're listening, this is for you today. He used to say in his testimony, and I wrote it down. In fact, I'm reading from where I wrote it down. He said, I'm fired up, prayed up, <laughs> and ready to go up. But it all started with being fired up. Praise God. The Greek word here, once again, for water is to boil and for metal is to glow. And here is the formula, amen, for keeping fervent in spirit or becoming fervent in spirit. In verse 12, it says, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Young's literal translation says, in hope, in hope, rejoicing. In the tribulation, talking about the pressures of the last days, enduring, and in prayer, persevering. Praise God. Listen, friend, one of the, one of the terms that psychologists and sociologists are currently using to describe the attitude of the general population around the world because of the pandemic and, I might add, because of end time events is that that people are beginning to languish, to languish, literally to lose or lack vitality, to grow weak or feeble. Listen, a, friend, a plant without water begins to languish. A person without faith and hope will wither and dry up. Paul is saying here, when your hands begin to droop, when your spirits begin to be cold and indifferent, we are languishing spiritually. And the antonym for languishing is to thrive and to flourish. Praise God. Amen. God does not instruct us just to survive, but rather to thrive and to flourish, even in the end times. And number one, the first principle to do that is to rejoice in hope. If you have your Bible open, turn back to the Old Covenant or put this scripture down today. Jeremiah 17, verse 5 through 8. It says, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm whose heart departeth from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert, 
and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places of the wilderness in a salt land and not inhabited. This is a little shrub, the heath. It is fruitless. It is useless. And that's the condition of the person who puts his trust in the arm of flesh. The Old Testament says in the Psalms, some trust in chariots, some in horses, but I will trust in the name of the Lord our God. Hallelujah. Listen, friend of mine, the arm of flesh will always fail us. The arm of the Lord will lift us up. Praise God. The blessing of trusting the Lord is in verse 7. It said, but blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, that spreads out her roots by the river, and shall not see when the heat cometh. You see, the heath in the desert can't see when the good comes, and the person planted by the river can't see when the drought comes. <laughs> Amen. But her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding her fruit. Hallelujah. Romans 15, 4, I like what it says. It says, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that through patience and comfort of the Scripture we might have hope. Friend, we can get back to the Word of God to renew our faith and reclaim our hope. Now, I don't know where you go to church where you get your teaching, but I don't want just, you know, some some made-up platitudes. I don't want to hear rhetorical preaching. I want to hear fresh fire from the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. He said he would make his ministers a flame of fire. Friend of mine, he said he would baptize us with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Praise God. Jesus said, I would rather you be either hot or cold. And the hot he's talking about is to be on fire for God, literally fervent in spirit, just like Paul is talking about. Listen to Psalm 1 about getting back to the Word, getting in the Word, and getting the Word in us today. It said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Psalm 1 verse 1, Nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, <laughs> rejoicing in hope, listen to it. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he doth meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in season. His leaf also shall not wither. He's not going to be languishing, praise God. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Hallelujah. I like Joshua 1.8 in relation to what we just read. Since this book of the law, the word of God here, shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein, once again, day and night. We need a consistent diet of the word of God, not just a Sunday and Wednesday or just a Sunday or just a now and then or just a quick hour of mostly entertainment. We need to be in the word of God and get the word of God in us, amen, that we might have hope even in this very dark and discouraging time. 
that we are living in called the last days or the end time. Amen. Listen, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that's written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success, fervent in business, fervent in spirit, praise God, serving the Lord, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, and therefore not slothful in business. And number two, we're to be patient in tribulation. Patience here is not a passive word, putting up with things, but rather active, steadfast endurance. Listen to Second Thessalonians 1, 3 through 5. It says, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly. This, this, in, in the heading in my Bible over this verse says encouragement in persecution. <laughs> encouragement in persecution. Oh, that, that captured my attention. How about yours? We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as is meet. Because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth, praise God, so that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which you also suffer. I like the Amplified of verse 4. It says, Therefore we speak of you with pride, for you stand for your steadfastness, your unflinching endurance, faith, and patience in the midst of persecution and the crushing distress which you endure. This is not about a spiritual wind sprint. This is about endurance. Run with patience. Listen, let's, let's look at that in Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Ah, oh, pastor, you're doing an awful lot of, of reading of Scripture. That's exactly right. Because the things that were written aforetime were written for our learning that through the patience and comfort of the Scripture, we might have hope. Praise God, I'm giving you counsel from the Word of God. I'm not giving you little bitty, uh, you know, cliched formulas here, but God's formula for stirring up the gift that is in us. Praise God, fanning into flame a fire that can be put out and can go out when we neglect to stir it up today. This is, this is, I, I pray there's a stirring in our hearts, a stirring in our lives, a stirring in the churches that haven't forsaken the eternal, inerrant Word of God, the Bible. Hallelujah. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3 says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and run with persistence here, patience, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author, 
finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame which is set down at the right hand of the throne of God, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such a contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your own mind. Amen. You know, when I get get the poor old me's, it's because I'm thinking about poor old me. I my persecutions, my problems, my my broken heart, my heartache, my heartbreak, my pain, uh, the, all of the things that focuses on me. But when I focus on Jesus who went to the cross for me, stayed on the cross for me, endured the cross for me. My eyes are no longer focused on me. I'm looking unto Jesus. And I'm not just looking to Him to to help me, although He will. I'm not just looking to Him to strengthen me, though He does. I'm looking at what He's done for me to get my eyes off of me and be thankful for his suffering in my behalf, and it delivers me from the poor old me's. You may be poor old you today, and I understand that. I get that. But God wants you to understand. Today, he doesn't want you just to survive the end times, just to survive the last days. He wants you to thrive in the last days. Amen. And be fruitful, be fervent in business fervent in spirit, not slothful in business. You know what Jesus said when he was 12 years old, went into the temple about 12 years old, and and they were astounded at his wisdom, and his parents came looking for him and chided him, saying, where have you been? We've been so worried in essence. And, and, And Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. Let's be about our father's business today. Jesus said we need to raise our eyes, get them off ourselves and our circumstance, and raise our eyes. And look upon the fields, for they are white unto harvest. The harvest is indeed plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray the Lord of the harvest that he would send laborers into the field. Amen. I believe the Holy Spirit is the Lord of the harvest. (laughs) Because he said, separate separate unto me this person, this apostle. Amen. Separate them unto me for the purpose of ministry. Friend of mine, today the church is, is kind of everything is is for the the furthering of the church instead of the furthering of the kingdom of God. We need to get a new mindset about outreach, about evangelism. That's why I am a pastor slash evangelist. I don't want to just see more heads in a building. I want to see more souls saved and, and translated out of the powers of darkness into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's be fervent in spirit and let's be patient in tribulation, looking unto Jesus for the example of suffering in our behalf that we get our mind and eyes off ourselves, 
Raise your eyes. There are people where you work. Raise your eyes from yourself. There are people around you. There are family members. There are people that need Jesus everywhere we go. And we can be, if we get fired up, we can be about our Father's business. Hallelujah. Praise God. I used to say victory is my business and business is good. I want to be able to say that souls are also my business. It's the Father's business. Jesus said, as the Father sent me, so send I you. Glory be to God. And then we need to continue to be instant in prayer. One paraphrase says, don't quit in the hard times. Pray all the harder. I like that. Another says, persevere in prayer. First Thessalonians 5.17, we've all heard it says, pray without ceasing. Doesn't mean to go mumbling a prayer until people think that you're speaking to yourself like these people that have the phones that have the earpiece and and they're just talking away, talking away. And I thought, somebody going to take you away. But then I realized they have this phone system where they can talk on the phone without having a phone actually visible. A friend of mine, we need to be, we need to always keep on praying. Never give up on the power and purpose of prayer. Prayer is mighty. It is powerful. Someone said it truthfully that Satan trembles when he sees the weakest Christian on their knees. Always keep on praying. Pray without ceasing. Luke 18.1, Jesus said, and he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Remember the parable of the unjust judge who had no regard for God or man, but he granted justice to the widow for her son because of her continual coming, her perseverance, coming to court every time he had court. She's right there with her hand up. And because she kept coming, her continual coming, amen, he granted justice to her. Just think what's going to happen if we pray without ceasing, if we continue to pray, not to an unjust judge, but to a God of justice and grace and mercy who loves us. What what happens when we continue to pray to a heavenly Father who loves us so much? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Look at Romans 8 and verse 32. He that spared not his own son. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall not he with him also freely give us all things? Amen. The devil knows how generous God is. In fact, in the Old Covenant, it says, Thou, Lord, openest thine hands and satisfy the desire of every living thing. He's made a provision. He's an open-handed God, not a 
tight-fisted God. His name is El Shaddai, not El Chipo. Amen. I'm not talking about material gain here. I'm talking about spiritual flourishing in the time of, of spiritual, a time of drought in the land, a time of famine for the Word of God in the land. And yet, the Word is available to them that seek it. You can get a Bible amen, at a discount. If you don't go to a Christian bookstore to get it. Amen. I remember one Christian bookstore that closed up. It was a chain and found out it was owned by the Disney Corporation. People investing uh, from big corporations and all kind of things, not necessarily wanting to get the gospel to the nations. But friend of mine, I'm going to tell you right now, every child of God is God's luminary, God's lamp, God's light in an ever-darkening world. And we need to raise our eyes and look on the fields. And we need to raise our eyes, amen, and, and look upon the eastern sky and realize that Jesus is coming soon and the time is short. And we need to redeem the time, not waste time any longer. Getting on fire for God means we'll be fervent in God's business. We will be successful in that that we put our hand to. That's, that's what, that God has set as a priority and a premium. I believe God is using our, our ministry here, here in Tampa to reach out through the media that we're doing right now. I believe it's touching people around the world. We don't know. We can't see you. Unless we hear from you. And I pray if this ministry is touching you, if you're being stirred by it, if you've come to Christ as a result of it, amen. If you're growing spiritually, some have have written to us and give testimony. And oh, what an encouragement it is because we are committed to keeping the great commission to go ye into all the, we have a mandate from God to do it. <laughs> Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. <laughs> Hallelujah. Today, we are going into all the world through the media. And wherever you are in this world, God loves you today. Amen. And His his, the, the, the greatest thing on his agenda is what was on Jesus' agenda when he came here to go to the cross and die for our sins and yours. He came to seek. He came to save that which was lost. This is the Father's business. This is above everything else. And the church of Jesus Christ must be part of the Father's business to have the Father's blessing. Today, I could, I could be languishing. I'm 75 years old. I have preached the gospel for almost 50 years of my life as a pastor evangelist. But I'm telling you right now, I feel the fire and the flame of God fan into flame. That fire that threatens to go out by getting in the Word of God, by receiving the hope that keeps us with that glad anticipation 
a future good that stimulates us to get up in the morning and not say, good Lord, morning. (laughs) Amen. But say, good morning, Lord. What would you have me do for you today? What can I do in service to you today? Where can I be a light and shine brightly for you today? What can I be part of that will be that that you have have ordained praise god i'm not talking about a building fund to raise money for mortar and brick unless that building is a is a springboard for the gospel to the world amen not just a not just a bassinet for people that listen to sermonettes and stay christianettes amen god is calling the holy spirit is moving the last day harvest is not coming the last day harvest is on the falling away is also taking place simultaneously the beginning of the falling away that will be will have its apex and climax during the tribulation it's already beginning but Controversially, amen, this mighty end-time revival we've been hearing about, I declare by the Word of God, and I declare by the Spirit of God, and I de- oh, by the Word of God, in the last days I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Sons and daughters will prophesy. <laughs> Old men shall see vision. Young men shall dream dreams or vice versa. In other words, God is going to work mightily even in the end times. And I want to be part of that mighty work of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not ready for my rocking chair. Praise God. How about you? Amen. Let's stir up the gift of God that is in us. Let's have our testimony, uh, have impact because there is a fire burning down in our soul. Amen. To, to serve God and to tell others about the glorious hope that we have in Jesus Christ today. Listen, if you don't know the Lord today, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, if you are in that dry place, that desert where no water is, cursed be the man that trusts in man and makes flesh his arm. You'll be like that heath in the desert, that that dry plant that has no fruitfulness at all, drying up. But you can come to Christ today. He offers you in that desert place living water. He says if you drink of that water, you'll never thirst again. You will never thirst again. You will thrive and not just survive in this desert world where people are dying of thirst. And you can be part of that great company that is publishing the gospel around the world with your testimony. You could tell them where to find water. Hallelujah. That will quench that longing of their soul and seal them for heaven. Praise God. Somebody said on our website, no seal, no deal. He will seal us with the Holy Spirit. He will brand us as his own. He will mark us for salvation and not for judgment. Come to Jesus today. Run to Jesus today. I declare 
by the Word of God and by the Spirit of God that's touching you right now. Amen. He will set you free from that chain of habit, that chain of bondage. He will break that chain. He will He will break that prison door. There's going to be a jailbreak for somebody today. Amen. For whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Come to Christ. Run to Christ. And God will forgive your sin. And God will call you His own child. And He will keep you until Jesus comes or we go to be with Him. And He will not let you go. In Jesus' name.